the words of the great fictional character John Wick, played by Keanu Reeves, people keep asking me if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. And that's a fact. I am back. You are listening to the Brain Droppings Podcast, Season 2, Episode 7, The Power of Thought. Manifest your best self. In this episode, I will take you on an adventure while we explore the power of positive thought. We'll talk about the ways that you can use the law of attraction to manifest what you truly want. Also in the episode, we'll explore meditation, shifting into realities, and how those shifts can impact our perception as well as shape our future. We'll have our small business shout out today. This one's going to be a little more geographically centric to where I am. Happens to be a place of business in my hometown. So I can't wait to run through that with you. So why don't you sit back, relax, and get ready to engage yourself with the most unadulterated fun you can have on a podcast. Sprinkled in with the current events, anecdotal stories, unrequested opinions, and all done with a sense of flair and interest you've come accustomed to from your favorite podcaster here on iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, TuneIn, Radio.com, Spotify, and soon YouTube. Basically, if they produce a podcast platform in which you can download, you can find the Brain Droppings podcast. As always, feel free to drop show ideas, rants, complaints, and of course, compliments to braindroppingspod at gmail.com. And without any further ado, please welcome me, your host, Joe Show for the Brain Droppings podcast. Let's go. This day when I hear that song, I see you standing there on that lawn. Discount shades, store bought tan, flip flops and cut off jeans. Somewhere between that set and the sun, I'm on fire and bone around. Alright, so I'd be a fool if I didn't start the episode by at least acknowledging something that transpired in the last week in the world of sports. And it's an accomplishment that Many believe, myself included, may never be uh, topped by an individual. And that, of course, is the legendary, greatest of all time, quarterback Tom Brady for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, formerly of the New England Patriots, in his 21st season in the NFL. Not only did he lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers through a litany of opponents in the second half of the year, but straight up through the playoffs to culminate by beating Drew Brees, by beating Aaron Rodgers, and establishing himself by beating Patrick Mahomes in the biggest game of the year. Um, I'm not sure if the NFL will try to shut my podcast down if I actually say what it is, but I think you know what happened on Sunday. Needless to say, um, a bully beatdown of the big game like I've not seen in a long time. Uh, Tom gets his uh, uh, game MVP, which was phenomenal. Um, the team itself, I mean, you know, he got the the MVP of the game. However, uh, being somebody who is an astute uh, watcher and student of the game of football, I will tell you that my MVP of the big game was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. They had an answer for the three-headed monster, which is Mahomes, Kelsey, and don't forget the guy on the outside, 
Mr. Hill wearing number 10. Um, they had an answer for it. I believe there was a stat in the third quarter that showed that Tariq Hill had two catches for 13 yards at one point. Travis Kelsey was neutralized, even though he was over 100 yards total receiving over the game. Um, he really didn't make a, an impact in the game like you thought he would. What what was resurrected were, you know, New England, former New England players and a New England throwaway. And that would be Brady and Gronk as your formers and your throwaway with Antonio Brown. Um, so it was a great game to watch. I mean, we could delve a little bit into the commercials if you'd like. I had a top three. My top three was uh, Drake from State Farm, uh, the flat Matthew McConaughey 3D Doritos commercial, and the Mila Kunis, Aston Kutcher, um, uh, Wasn't Me with Shaggy. Those are my top three, no particular order. Um, halftime show with The weekend. I love The weekend's music. I vibe out to it quite a bit. It's great for, you know, working out, running, or just listening. Um, so impactful, so soulful. His voice is incredible. My takeaway was I found the halftime show to be meh at the end of the day. Meh. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't memorable. And I think ideally when the NFL is looking for a halftime performer, they're looking for somebody who's iconic, somebody who's on the rise. Um, if they're not looking for somebody who is a classic icon, they're looking for somebody who's, you know, moving up in the ranks and they look for an entertainment value. And I just think that the weekend's um, performance just sort of fell short. That's just me. Uh, I just found it to be a, a bit of a snoozer. Uh, no biggie. But I didn't want to start the podcast off without at least bringing up the big game that transpired um, and, and acknowledge it and acknowledge my undying uh, appreciation for the athlete, the leader, and um, the captain, Tom Brady. Uh, you know, loved him when he played for my home team, which is the New England Patriots, but more so uh, appreciate what he's able to accomplish uh, removed away from the coach that he'll forever be tied to where he won six of his seven Super Bowls. And that's here in New England with coach Bill Belichick. So it was nice to see the, the answer to the question, can Brady do it without Bill? Now, again, I could speak for 20 minutes on situations where not equal. We're talking apples and collard greens here. New England had a decimated team. Cam Newton is quarterback learning an offense in his first year after, you know, coming from a team that didn't run the same type of offense. Um, and, you know, you had a bunch of players stood out for COVID versus Tom Brady, who was on arguably the most stacked team in the NFL. Sands or close equivalent would be KC. Outside of that, it was a stacked team across the board. The Bucks were great. You know, I, I think they're great. I think they'll continue to be great. It looks like they have a lot of that, that, um, that feeling of fam uh, that they want to continue to do this together. And, you know, that's the afterglow of a, of a big win. The, the telltale sign will be as we hit the off season, how these elongated contracts or extensions transpire and how that team is constituted going into the 2021, 2022 season. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. I kind of, I do want Tom to have continued success. Um, I don't want to see, that drop off that we saw with a Brett Favre, uh, where it's just, you know, in there on the name, but the arm is dead. So enough about that. Sports was fun. Yay, sports. Let's get into the meat of this article of this episode. Um, I've been doing a lot of thought and um, intention into the realm of 
the law of attraction in action and the power of positive thought. Now, we hear that through many different incarnations, whether it be the power of prayer um, or however you know you want to f- form it. But at the end of the day, it's the power of positive thought. A prayer is a positive thought. It's a thought of salvation or a thought of saving for an individual, a thought of goodwill, a thought of uh, redemption. It's, you know, a, a prayer is a positive thought. Um, so the how we can implement positive thoughts in our lives is multifaceted. Um, it, it takes a sea change in the way you behave. It takes a sea change in the way you approach life. And it's not without fault. And it's n- not a bad thing to falter on your quest to utilizing the power of positive thought to to assist in working with the law of attraction and action, which I'll get into a little bit uh later in this podcast but you know power the power of positive thought can manifest itself in intentions it can manifest itself in meditation and it can manifest itself through um, a guided or interested approach in determining an outcome that you want and how do we put that together is a very 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 complicated uh process. However, it starts with an intention. And that intention has to be what it is you're looking to create a positive outcome for. So for me personally, um, you know, family, always at the top of the list, uh, career, always near the top of the list. Uh, I don't use it for individual opportunities like, you know, oh, if I could only get $5 sent to me or $500 or $5,000 sent to me or, or, or I want to use the power of positive thought to bring the, to bring me the mental understanding of what the Powerball or Mega Millions jackpot numbers are going to be. It doesn't work that way. What it does is in conjunction with the law of attraction and transcendental meditation can bring you to a plane of um, acceptance of the things around you that that forward your intention for a positive thought. That's a lot of words. Um, but at the end of the day, positive thoughts are used and have been used for millennia. Um, positive thoughts and intentions have taken, as I mentioned, different names like prayers or affirmations. Um, but it's an important aspect to the human condition. And I feel that at a time like now in our world community or in our country, um, the power of positive thought is is something that is needed. Um, it, it will assist us in moving towards an outcome or a finality that is more conducive to whatever it is that we want, whether that be a return to normal, whether that be mass vaccination acceptance, whether that be political calmness, uh, whatever it manifests itself into, I think that in general, we as a, as a species need that. Um, it, it's, it's very important. So I try to use my power of positive thought on a daily basis. I make it part of my morning routine. So I have a very structured morning. Even in this pandemic, I've been working from home for the better part of a year. I think it's exactly 11 months at this point that I've been grounded and not on airplanes or in hotels. Uh, so 
I've developed a structure to my morning and my morning is very simple. I mean, I don't mind sharing it with you. It's not that intimate, but my alarm goes off. I stretch. I always stretch before I get out of bed and I can't emphasize how important that is, uh, especially as you get older or if you have conditions, whether it be RA, fibromyalgia, um, stiff joints, arthritis of any type, a good stretch after laying in a pretty sedentary position for the last you know, six, seven, eight hours, depending upon what you can get for sleep is always a good thing. So I stretch. By the time the snooze goes off, it's time to get out of bed. I get out. I get fully dressed first thing in the morning. It's the weirdest thing, but I have to do it because I have a puppy and he has to go out. So even if I take him out at midnight and I get up at 6.45, um, he needs to go out. It's emergency time. So I'd get fully dressed, take him out of his house. And as I'm walking down the steps, it's a quiet thing. We have a routine, he and I. Um, I'm starting my day with positive thought. I'm starting my day with positive intentions. I want it to be a good day. I want the customers and accounts that I service to understand some of the challenges that we may face across you know the spectrum of things that transpire on a course in the course of a day and it could be as simple as if you're a customer service representative having a good batch of people calling in and not calling you names if you're a doctor it's having a, a good batch or a good day of patients coming in with nothing too serious or a nurse with nothing that's you know super crazy that's super challenging if that's not what you want that day so i i start my day off like that we go outside we do our business we come in we eat breakfast um, and then i sit down at my desk and start my day but through that process until i sit at my desk my conscious and subconscious is constantly processing positive intentions for the day. And I've seen it transpire. I've seen it um, come to fruition for me more often than not. Um, and I don't know if that changes our outlook on the day, which changes the way we interact with challenges or whether or not I'm actually doing it. And, you know, there are some, some methods in which you can Im implement to find out whether or not this is working for you or if you need to readjust and, and kind of find your center again. And one of those is meditation. I love the idea of meditation. It's 15 to 20 minutes out of your day. At the very minimum, you should be committing that. We all live extremely busy lives. I get that. Some of you are working through the pandemic, as am I. Some of you are working still at your, your place of business. So a lot of that you know, systematic structure that you've become accustomed to is in place. But a lot of you have a have a commute that would exceed 15 to 20 minutes if you are working outside the house. If you're in the house, most of us have time that we can step away from the computer, whether it be a lunch break or if you're a smoker, maybe it's your smoke break. I wouldn't suggest meditating while you smoke. It would have to be an that or that type of instance for you. But there are moments that you can steal over the course of a day to try to find some time to quiet the mind, to quiet your soul, to quiet the noise. And meditation is a phenomenal opportunity for that. There are several apps that are available, whether you have an Apple or Android, that can provide you guided meditation if there's a specific um, intention within your meditation. I use it solely as a stress reducer for me. 
as the day progresses, usually at lunch, I try to disappear. I either say, oh, I'm going to take a shower. But, you know, to know me is to know I take a five-minute shower and I'm done. Um, but I'll stay up there for a solid half hour, 45 minutes. And what I'm doing is I'm working on my breathing. I'm working on calming my mind, calming the nerves, calming the stress. And I find that it really, really, really works for me. So I would, you know, implore you that if you're not integrating meditation into your life in one facet or another, that you explore the opportunity and give it a shot. If for nothing else, you know, meditation's been proven over the over the millennia that it's been, you know, implemented and used, that it can assist in lowering your blood pressure, slowing your heart rate, um, relieving stress. I mean, these are actual things that meditation can provide to you. Now, there's transcendental men- meditation, which is slightly different. Um, that is the quiet repeating of a mantra. So while you're working on your um, your breathing and finding yourself into a quiet mind space, transcendental uh, meditation affords you the opportunity, should you choose to utilize it, and there are millions of people worldwide that subscribe to transcendental meditation um, as a method and a way to either you know, find their center or um, manifest something that they're looking to manifest in their lives. And that's manifesting beyond the physical, you know, manifesting on other things. And, you know, we'll explore manifesting in a little bit, probably more in line with the law of attraction and action. But that doesn't mean that meditation as a vehicle can't assist in that outcome. Um, I have some some personal experience with transcendental meditation and shifting, which is another topic that we'll talk about in the podcast today. Um, it, it, there's a there's a belief that transcendental meditation can provide the user a bit of enlightenment or to commune, you know, on a on a spiritual level to commune with the gods. Um, it's believed that you know. It, deep enough state of mind will quiet to a point in which you subconsciously are transported to a place like a giant cosmic library of sorts or a waiting room for which you can communicate on an interdimensional plane uh, with whom that's a I, I have no idea that's where you know your belief structure takes over and, and mine stops <laughs> to be completely honest with you I, but I've been there um, I, I've, I've found the waiting room. I've, I've shifted and I've used the, the law of attraction in action to provide me these outcomes. Now, before we go any further into it, I know I got you right about the 19 minute mark into the podcast. And I mentioned in my last one that moving forward, uh, in a spot in which you would typically have a sponsor that I would take the opportunity to do a shout out to a local business, um, whether it's local to my area or whether it's local in the, you know, in the world community, but I've experienced it. So I I feel like I can speak to it. Um, This one is a very special one for me uh, for a couple of reasons. And number one, I happen to know the owner of this company. Uh, this 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 business, and I can tell you that there is there are very few people that I know in my life that hustle as hard, work as hard, and provide a service as good as this individual. It's a small business, um, 
two locations that are sort of tied together, and we'll explore that a little bit further in a minute. Um, however, they are um, re they reside in what I call my hometown, which is in Dragut, Massachusetts. And the name of the company that I'm going to start with is M.L. Shaw's Country Kitchen. M.L. Shaw's Country Kitchen is our, or will be, is today's small business shout out. It's an amazing place to eat. I know I, I tend to, to, to gravitate towards restaurants, but, you know, at my core, I'm a home chef and I'm a foodie. So, you know, food is kind of, I, I'm one of those people that subscribes to the belief that I live to eat. I don't eat to live. So I love the foods that I put in my face. And I can tell you without a doubt that ML Shaw's Country Kitchen in Dragut, Massachusetts is one of those places. Um, the food, the service, the staff, it's all five star, all scratch made, amazing breakfast and lunch. Um, they offer curbside, obviously, during the pandemic. There is curbside and online ordering. I believe they deliver, too, within the Drake area if you're, you know, that geocentric. Um, but if not, it's a great place to stop. One of those places you should drive to if you're within 100 miles. And you will not be unhappy with your experience. In fact, you'll be elated. They have portions that are just ginormous, affordable costs. It's an amazing place. So visit them online if you have an opportunity. It's at M, as in Michael, L and Larry Shaw's S H A W S dot com. That's ML Shaw's dot com. They are a great place. Now I mentioned that they have two locations, and they do. They have a second location, which is like a country store and farm stand. And there's a huge history that goes all the way back on what started the Shaw Farm, uh, Shaw Farm itself, which was a dairy farm. And then the farm store and how that's grown. Um, again, the family that owns the farm, it's a, an independently owned uh, farm. Amazing people. The selection, the baked goods, the ice cream that they hand churn uh, there in the summer is all amazing. You need to check it out. Um, and that one in particular is shawfarm.com. S-H-A-W-F-A-R-M.com. Check it out. Uh, go online. Read their story. They have a phenomenal story that starts way, way, way back um, in 1908, I believe, is when the, the land was purchased. And the progression of this local dairy farm um, and farm store, which has now spawned M.L. Shaw's Country Kitchen, is an amazing story. So do yourself a favor. Check them out and make sure that you try the ice cream in the summer baked goods any other time of the year. Their milk is to die for. And when you're at ML Shaw's Corner Kitchen, of course, you have to try the pancakes. They're the go-to for me every single time I'm in there. Um, give them a shout. Give them a try. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So now we will progress further into our discussion on meditation, whether it's transcendental meditation, the law of attraction in action, quieting our minds, uh, shifting, uh, we will use the last, you know, 35 minutes or so to kind of discuss each of those topics as we progress through. So I'm looking forward to it and let's not waste any more time and just make sure that we go right back to it. So as a final thought on transcendental meditation, I just want to give you a little backstory on it. It was actually, uh, it was actually thought up or it became a movement in the mid 1950s. And it was uh, propagated 
by the Maharashi Mahesh Yogi. And the Maharashi uh, taught thousands of people during a series of world tours from the late 50s to the mid 60s, expressing his teachings in spiritual and religious terms. Uh, transcendental meditation became more popular in the 60s and 70s, as did the drug culture. So let's, you know, let's understand that those were kind of intertwined. But what we've seen in this two decade span that is the 2000s is that it's used more as like an Eastern medicine towards those that are not necessarily um, interested in, you know, big pharma and, and want to find a more spiritual, holistic approach to their, their thought, their treatment. And so transcendental meditation, it's, it's not necessarily for everyone. I particularly enjoy utilizing it. I find that, you know, if I can find a quiet room, I light a candle, I put on some spa music, work on my breathing, repeat my mantra, and within no time, I find myself on the precipice of either shifting or entering what I referred to earlier in the podcast is the hallway or the, the lobby or the, the library. Um, and at that point, it's almost an intersection in time and space for me in which I can choose to go in one direction or another. And so that brings us to shifting. Now, some of you may be familiar with the term shifting. Others may not. Um, if you have a Gen X child, uh, it's become a very popular trend or discussion topic on social media platforms like Snapchat, TikTok, uh, and Instagram. However, um, I happen to utilize shifting and have utilized it for years. I didn't know exactly what it was called. I used to misinterpret it as lucid dreaming uh, until I read a little bit more on what reality shifting truly is. And we all have an idea as to what lucid dreaming is. It's a dream that feels so real. You can't possibly think that you're, you're not in a real world situation. Um, Shifting is very similar, yet very different. And the differentiating portion between the two is that when you shift, it's a pre-programmed, pre-thought-out destination that you have in mind. You have thought about all of the interactions that you'll have on this journey, whether it be the temperature, the weather, um, the textures, the individuals you'll meet, confront, or cohort with. Uh, shifting is a very peaceful thing for me. I see every time I shift, I shift to the same exact place. And if you've been listening to the podcast through season one and into this season, you know that that very special place for me is an island in the Bahamas that I like to go to. So when I shift at night, and I use it as a as a like slow the clock down type of thing. Some people read a book, some people, and I do read, um, some people like to fall asleep with the TV on, with the radio on. For me, I like to go back to that place because to me, you know, if you, if you're familiar with, uh, Adam Sandler movies and happy Gilmore in specific, uh, that's my happy place. That's where I go. Uh, so for me, it becomes a very easy opportunity because I know everything there. I, 
I know the texture of the pink coral sand. I know the temperature of the ocean at the time of the year that I like to go. I know the wind patterns on the eastern and western side of the island. I, I know the sounds of the palm fronds and the wind. I, I know the sound of a coconut falling in the middle of the night. I know the sound of hermit crabs scurrying near me. There are so many integral details that I remember about that that time that it's very easy for me to shift to that reality. And when I tell you that it's as real as the water is wet, the sun is warm, the sand is hot, it's for me, it's an escape. Um, I'm not a drug user, so you know I don't have that that way to escape my reality to get to a different one. And this one seems to be, you know, fantastic for me to to just kind of chill out. Now, this year and last year, a big um, trend in shifting, specifically for the younger kids, those probably, I don't know, 16 and younger, we'll say, that are on social media platforms, has been trying to shift themselves to Hogwarts, the uh, fictional Harry Potter realm or land or world. Um, I, I, I don't know how they do it outside of, you know, the context in which their imagination created the uh, surrounding of Hogwarts from reading the book or the visual aspects that they get from the movies. I'm not 100% sure. It's not It's not a place I'd go <laughs> myself, but I do know that it was a huge trend um, in 2019, 2020 for people to try to create their reality shifting um, opportunities. Now, you can go very deep into the world of shifting. And there are, you know, I'm giving you a very high level surface view in. Now, there are folks that will provide you with guided shifting um, tips and tricks for shifting. But one thing that you have to keep in mind when thinking about this is there is no research on shifting. I take that back. There are scads of released um declassified CIA documents that refer to reality shifting and refer to the methods in which one can um, shift reality through studies that they did either at the Monroe Institute or with different programs that they ran over the course of a four or five decade period. However, that being said, that's it. So it really is up to the user's um, experience to know exactly what is happening when they shift. Now, I always, you know, because I, I think at my heart, I'm a bit of a philosopher and a bit of an individual who wants to always seek knowledge. I, I wonder, is there a possibility or is there a, a point in which you become conscious within your shift and can absolutely determine whether or not you come back. Can you stay in your shifted realm or will you come back regardless? And I don't know. I mean, I know that, you know, there's that 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 saying that you can't die in your dreams. I've never died in a dream, so I, I have to validate it there. Um, I've had that experience of like falling and then waking up last minute right before the ground. So I'm not 100% sure how that works. And is shifting proof of alternate dimensional space, meaning am I shifting into an alternate reality or am I shifting into an interdimensional space in which what I'm experiencing is happening in real time in that area? Or am I just finding myself in a calm, relaxed 
space and allowing my dream to be guided. And that's that's really all I have to say about shifting. I, I, I find it fascinating. I find it extremely therapeutic. I find it fun to do. Um, it's not necessarily a party topic or dinner topic when you're out and about, but when you connect with somebody who either shifts or has shifted in the past, it becomes a very fun conversation to have with that individual. And so you can take shifting and kind of ask yourself, okay, so that's a conscious dream in, in, in essence. So can I manifest anything out of that conscious dream? And that's where I believe we can segue into the law of attraction in action. And I don't know if you're aware of the law of attraction. It's a very well-known, it's scientifically proven. Um, the law of attraction is a, is a, it's called a law because it's a goddamn law. It happens. Um, the basic premise is that your intentions, your thoughts, your mindset can manifest what it is that you are focused on. So there are people that have done this for their entire career and life cycle, just trying to get to that next level of understanding. And it's actually a fascinating topic to discuss. So I'm looking forward to, to kind of breaking into that with you a little bit tonight as we, we talk about the law of attraction. So simply put, the law of attraction is the ability to attract into our lives whatever we are focusing on. It's believed that regardless of age, nationality, or religious belief, we're all susceptible to the laws which govern the universe, including the law of attraction. It's the law of attraction which uses the power of the mind to translate whatever is in our thoughts and materialize them into our reality. In basic terms, all thoughts turn into things eventually. So where do we go with that? You know, if you think about it, it ties into my power, the power of positive thought that I have in my daily intentions, the transcendental meditation in thinking good thoughts, bringing good things towards me. These are all examples of utilizing the law of attraction. Now, some folks take it to the level of vision boards so that when they're sitting at their office or they're in the kitchen or they're in their bedroom, the first, last, the constant thing that they see every day are the things that they want. And with the law of attraction, it doesn't discern positive wants from negative wants. And what I mean by that is if you are, I don't know, a doom and gloom negative Nancy all the time, well, then the law of attraction by definition provides you with an ample amount of negative doom and gloom. Basically, if you think you have a rain cloud over your head and you believe that there's a rain cloud over your head, the universe will provide you the rain cloud over your head. Through my studies of the law of attraction in action, um, and that's through a, a book called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, also watching TED Talks and um, lectures by Bob Proctor. These are people that truly believe in the power of the law of attraction, how they can manifest things. And it's through those books and these lectures that I've begun to understand a little bit deeper um, how that manifests. So, and what has more weight than others? So it's easy for a vast majority of people on the planet, regardless of your background. It is easy for people to fall into a negative thought pattern 
oh, I'm never going to get out of this place. I'm stuck here forever. I'm never going to get out of here. I don't make enough. I'm never going to be happy. Those people that walk around with that constant feeling of insecurity, doubt, and dismay are actually attracting those very things to themselves. Now, you can break that cycle, and you can break it through meditation. You can break it through positive thought. You can break it through utilizing the law of attraction to your benefit. You know, by thinking to yourself, I want to win the lottery. I want to win the lottery. I want to win the lottery. You're not going to win the lottery. It doesn't work that way. However, if you say in your positive intention is, I want more money. I want to make more money. I need to make more money. And you start believing and acting as though you make more money. The law of attraction knows no difference between positive and negative thought. It brings you more money. Now, in the book, The Secret, I found that some of the examples were sort of hokey, but you can't you can't completely devalue them because they were somebody else's experience. Me personally, I have a belief that no matter how bad my life gets, I will always be above water. Now, above water can take on many, many different incarnations. It can be financially. I'll always remain above water. It could be in a career aspect. I'll always have a job. It could be in an argument Sadly, because of who I am, I'll always win. You know, I just have this mindset of nothing bad can happen to me. And I have a long track record of instances in my existence in which I could have collapsed. I could have succumbed to negative. I could have, I could have lived in the dark. And I've chosen a conscious thought to not allow that to be my future. And by doing so... Looking back now, those incidents, those events in my life timeline are mere speed bumps. The road has been a positive road. I look at it this way. I have the job I've wanted for the last decade. I've reached a point in my career where I only have a few more steps until I start entering the sea level. And I love the people I work with. I love what I do for work. I love the travel. I love my family. I love my pet. I love everything around me. My life is good. It's not bad. Are there instances where we falter and we can turn towards the negative? Yes, but understanding the law of attraction forces you to stop, pause, and reevaluate where you're headed and quickly change course. I can't express to you enough that the law of attraction is a universal law. It is, it, look it up, Google it if you want. I mean, there are books, there are speakers, there are anecdotal stories of this transpiring for people beyond me, your favorite podcaster. Um, there's so many other areas in which people have utilized the law of attraction. I mean, some used to call it karma. You know, oh, you know, he stubbed his toe. That was karma for something he did the other day. Yeah, that's the law of attraction in action. He, he had a negative thought and more negativity happened to him or her. It's not, it's not congruent. So if, you, if you're a bank robber and you believe that, you know, I, I, that's a bad example. I don't know. Um, if you just have a negative outlook on life, 
there's a very good chance that your life doesn't turn around unless you do something to help turn it around. Now, whether that be furthering your education, furthering your career path, furthering your dedication to whatever it is you're doing. If none of that is in play, then you can't expect any of that to get better for you. You know, there were, the law of attraction was first thought to have been taught to man by Buddha. And we're talking thousand or Buddha was uh, five, six, seven, eight hundred years ago. Um, it's not the only teachings of Buddha, but when you look at Buddhism and you look at the philosophical nuggets that we still live with today that were part of Buddhism, it, it's hard to not equate the two. Um, main principles of the law of attraction can also be discovered in the teachings of many civilizations and religious groups. For an example, in Proverbs 23.7, it reads, As man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proof of praise for the laws of attraction can be uncovered throughout the ages, all recorded and taught in different ways, but still for all of humanity to find. So what I take away from that, that statement, that quote, is my method for utilizing the law of attraction may be different than the method for which you use. You may use the law of attraction intentionally with daily thought. I've reached a point in my journey with the law of attraction that it's built into the DNA of who I am. I don't have to have positive affirmations all the day, all the time regarding good coming to me. I just believe bad can't happen to me. And it hasn't. Knock on wood. Favorite podcaster has a desk. Um, so the law of attraction is a very, very powerful tool in your meditation, positive manifestation of what you want. It, it's, it's, a, it's a tool in the toolbox. It's not the only tool. So if all you did was follow the law of attraction, you would have some success. But my, my challenge to you in this podcast episode is to research the law of attraction. I gave you the book. It's The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. I believe it's been printed in like 60 languages and had over 400 million copies sold worldwide. That was her intention. Her intention, Rhonda Byrne, who is an Australian national, want, discovered the law of attraction and discovered its power and was so consumed by it that she felt that her intention would be to bring the understanding, the practice of the law of attraction to the masses, to the world population. She didn't know how she was going to do it. She didn't know what the best way to do that was, but she knew she needed to do it. And over time and focus and intention, she came up with the idea of writing a book. Well, once you write a book, if you've ever written anything that you wanted to get published, you then have to find a publishing house that's willing to market your book. Um, all of those pieces fell into place for this housewife in Queensland, Australia, with no writing background, no publications to her name, she was able to manifest the opportunity. And the opportunity happened for her. And that's amazing. 
Bob Proctor is another individual who does live speaking engagements. I've been to like three of them already. Plenty of stuff online to, to listen to from him. I suggest that as a listener with an open mind, that you check these two individuals out. Check the book out. Watch some of the, the lectures online that are free. And see if the, the law of attraction in action is something that you might be able to implement into your life. You know, we talk a lot on the podcast about different subjects and we we explore them surfacely to the most part. I mean, I, I inject my anecdotal stories about them, but for the most part, we're doing surface views in. So my challenge is when you listen to these episodes, if you find a topic that that's interesting to you that you want to know more about, do the research, you know, finish listening to the podcast. I need the streams, um, but listen, you know. Take that next step, research it out, give it a try. You may be surprised with the outcome that you achieve in that moment. Um, And then maybe it becomes a sustained thing for you. It's become a sustained portion of my life now. It's not the overriding thing in my life. I don't typically go out when I'm out at dinner party or I'm out with friends and start talking about the law of attraction and action. Most of them know that I utilize it. Some of them have asked me to teach them how I do it. And again, it's different for everybody, but if you can glean opportunities from other people, you can increase or enhance your experience with it. So that's, let's see, that's shifting, that's law of attraction and action, that's transcendental meditation and straight meditation and the power of positive thought. All of these together assist in helping you manifest the experience, the human experience that you want to experience. We have so many stressors in our lives, so many outside forces crushing us at all times, whether it be from a career, from family, from friends, uh, from, you know, it, it doesn't matter. There are all of these outside forces, environmental forces that are pushing on us all the time. And it's it's our job as individuals to stand up to that and and create the course that we want to. Be the leader, not the sheep. You know, there are enough sheep in the herd that they don't need an extra sheep or two. You can create your own setup, your own manifestation of your future, the future you want. Don't just shed it off to the side. I've never been closed-minded about spiritual opportunities. I mean, again, I hearken back to season one where I talked about um, religions and I'm okay to talk about religions. I, I, I don't subscribe to any one particular. I like to glean the best from everyone and, and then create my own spirituality within that. And this is just another window in to a method that I utilize, um, provides me joy, that provides me happiness. And if I can share that with somebody, if I can bring that happiness to you, well then, you know, I'm all for it. That's, that's ultimately what we're trying to do. So I think that's a good spot to kind of start wrapping up, at least wrapping up the major topics of this, this podcast. I will tell you a couple of things, you know, a little housekeeping here. I'm very happy to be back. I enjoy doing these. I'm energized to do them. You know, I was I was sitting back after I released the last pod and I was thinking to myself, okay, so it's been 11 months since I let a podcast out. When I was producing them on a regular basis, I had a listenership 
of a couple thousand uh, streams per episode, which is great. You know, I mean, I did post game for the Boston Celtics and, you know, we were happy if we got a, you know, eight, 900 streams. So doing one that's kind of all over the place, a variety show, so to speak, of different experiences, I wasn't really sure what to expect. And I was pleasantly surprised as I went through season one and went through Mike challenges and eq challenges and 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 just you know surface skimming some of the, the the mad topics that were at the top of my head i was super thankful and filled with gratitude regarding how my listenership grew and i had a fear going into this reboot of my podcast because it had been 11 months who's going to listen who can who's going to remember i got 14 emails in the first five hours after the podcast dropped. Listeners telling me, hey, listen, I just got a notification on my phone that you dropped a new podcast. I can't wait to hear it. It was amazing. My streams are, you know, not quite where they were, but not that far off, folks. I'm stoked. I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for continuing to listen to my podcast, for continuing to subscribe, regardless of where you subscribe, whether it be on Spotify or iTunes or Radio.com or iHeartRadio, um, TuneIn, or if you use your Amazon Alexa device and just say, hey, play the most recent episode of Brain Shopping's podcast, they're going to play it for you. It's It's... I don't know. I don't know how else to express it other than to tell you I am in energized to do more of these, to explore more topics, maybe a little more in depth as we go. Still working on that special guest for the season finale. So get your popcorn ready. That should be a good one. Um, I'm starting to look back at some of the episodes that I did in season one and see how I could expand on the topics a little more and bring a little more substance to you. They were fun. Um, but they were just surface skimmers. So I'm looking forward to that in regards to new episodes coming out. I'm trying to make sure that I can do them on a weekly basis. The challenge for me is I am one person in a house of six and a dog and two cats. So finding quiet time, finding quiet space is a challenge. Um, there's always somebody running around a floor above me, a floor below me in the room next to me. It doesn't matter how much soundproofing you put up. There's always something happening. So I found a time slot later in the evening where I find that the house is quiet. The dog's asleep. Uh, the kids aren't really running around anymore at that point. And I, I I'm finding that I'm able to afford more time to recording, editing, and making sure that I'm providing you with decent content. So I want to thank you again for listening to my podcast on a regular basis. Um, I fully intend on creating more and trying to do them on a weekly to buy, you know, every two week basis. Um, it's been a fun run so far, and I'm looking forward to continuing it. The next episode to drop will be based on conspiracy theories. And now I will be going back to season one and looking at the conspiracy theory um, podcast that I did, re-listening to it, taking some notes on the conspiracy theories that I brought up. But let's face it, folks, we just went through an, an election cycle. We, we saw the, um, the advent of QAnon. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Um, and we saw 
a bunch of new conspiracies be hoisted up. We also saw a huge document dump from the CIA in the last six months with a lot of declassified programs that could make for some interesting fodder on our podcast. So I'm going to try to freshen that one up a little bit and create a new one with some topics that we haven't talked about. Um, Don't think I'll be talking about the grassy knoll in this one. I'm pretty sure we will be delving into ancient aliens because let's face it, you know, Ancient aliens, um, if not for the comedic value of watching how big the the lead guy on there, Giorgio Sukulos's hair gets from episode to episode when they're running a marathon, um, but some of the the ideas and topics that they bring up are interesting to me, and we'll delve a little bit deeper into that, specifically on that topic, because there are some discoveries that have been made in the scientific world, not the sci-fi world, but the scientific world that illustrate things that we should not have been capable of making in the time frame in which these objects or relics were produced. So I'm interested in delving a little bit deeper into that. Again, if you have any show ideas that you would like to send my way, feel free to drop them at braindroppingspod.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have a website yet. Uh, you can drop them at braindroppingspod at gmail.com. Um, and again, Feel free to catch me on any place that you digest podcasts. Subscribe so that you're notified of new episodes when they launch. I cut them, I edit them, I EQ them, and then I upload them to the masses. Usually takes about two, three hours after cutting the, uh, the episode to having it propagate on Google and iTunes and Spotify, but it always shows up because it's good stuff and they know it, you know it. Um, remember to be good to each other. My little piece of advice that I gave you on the last podcast, I'm going to give you again because it's excellent. I did it twice this week and it just felt good to do it. Next time you're in line to buy coffee, whether you're at Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, Aroma Joe's, Honeydew, Mary Lou's, you name your coffee joint with a drive through pick up the coffee for the person behind you. Don't, don't make big fuss out of it. Just pay for the coffee for the person behind you. Pick up their order and then drive off. You know that... That has twofolds effect to it. Number one, a threefold effect to it, if you want to be honest. I mean, the first effect is that you are sending out good vibes to the universe. I did something good. Good is coming back to me. That's karma, folks. Number two, you might have brightened somebody's day. You have no idea what's going on in the car behind you. You know what's going on in your car, but you don't know the car behind you. Could be a first responder, could be a frontline worker, could just be a guy or a lady or a mom or a dad or a grandpa or a grandma who's having a bad day. You buy the coffee, you might have just given them the shift that they needed to find the positive in their day. And the third fold, obviously, it's just being a good human. Again, be good to each other, be good to yourself, and always, always stay on the positive. Thanks for listening. I am Joe Show. This is the Brain Droppings Podcast, Season 2, Episode 7, The Power of Positive Thought, Manifesting Your Best Existence. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you again soon. For now, I'm out. How about some upbeat country on the way out? I don't do a ton of that, so I might as well give it a shot. Take care, folks. See ya. Daytona Beach on spring break. 18 girls up on stage White t-shirts about to be sprayed with water